Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. The government expects tax collections in 2023-24 to be at rupees 33.6 trillion or around 10.4% higher than in the current financial year in line with the assumed growth of 10.5% in the nominal GDP which is the GDP which hasn't been adjusted for inflation. The internet gave us short attention spans. We preferred to like and share content instead of reading and sometimes even watching it. At Mint, we decided to come up with the Mint Primer, which breaks down the big news of today into short, quick, consumable questions and answers. On this podcast, you will find information about everything from cybercrime to RBI's new repo rates. I'm Prasad Banerjee, and this is what happened today. It's that time of the year again. Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman presented her fifth union budget on the 1st of February. In this episode, we explain all that you need to know about the budget. The budget speech was all of 13,761 words, a little over two-fifths longer than a speech in 2022. And here are the major points as written by Vivek Kaul. This particular episode will of course be slightly longer because we'll explain all the salient points. So, here we go. The highlight of the budget of course was the personal income tax. The big move here was the increase in the rebate limit to rupees 7 lakh under the new tax regime. Up until now, individuals with an income of up to rupees 5 lakh had to pay no income tax under the new regime and the old regime. Now it largely makes sense for everyone with an income of up to rupees seven lakh to move to the new regime. The tax slabs themselves have also changed. The government, under the new tax regime, has set up these new slabs. For example, up until twenty twenty two twenty three, those with an income of five to seven point five lakh rupees came under the ten percent tax bracket. From twenty twenty three twenty four onwards, those with an income of six to nine lakh rupees will come under this bracket. This seems to be a nudge to tax filers to move towards the new tax regime, which is simpler but doesn't come with the deductions and exemptions like the old one does. Nonetheless, if your income is beyond rupees seven lakh, whether you should be on the new regime or the old one depends on the exemptions and deductions you claim and your specific salary structure. But personal income tax doesn't just end there there are other goodies too the amount of money that can be invested in the senior citizen savings scheme has been increased from rupees 15 lakh to rupees 30 lakh the current rate of interest on this scheme is 8% most bank fixed deposits currently offer 7.5% interest to senior citizens Other than this, the maximum deposit under the monthly income scheme of the post office has been doubled to rupees nine lakh for one single account. And now let's come to what happens to high net worth individuals. The highest effective income tax rate currently stands at forty two point seven four percent in the country. In twenty twenty three twenty four, this will be reduced to thirty nine percent. On the flip side, the government has decided to limit income tax exemption from proceeds of insurance policies of high value with an exemption being available only if the aggregate premium during the year is up to rupees 5 lakh. Next comes stocks. 
The stock market was primarily worried about an increase in the long-term capital gains made on the sale of listed shares and equity mutual funds. The government didn't increase the tax and the stock market gave its thumbs up as soon as the budget speech ended. But the mood soon changed with the Nifty 50 index ending almost flat at 17616.3 points. In all this, Adani Enterprises fell by around 27% to close the day at Rs 2,179.75. Moving on, the budget is of course about economic growth as well. The Economic Survey, released on 31st January, offered three reasons for the revival of growth in 2022-23. The pent-up consumer demand, a rise in exports during the first few months of 2022 and an increase in the government capital expenditure. The pent-up demand is expected to run out of steam during 2023-24, whereas a high growth in goods export looks dicey because growth in developed countries is expected to slow down as well. So, the government has to play a major role in driving economic growth all over again. The budgeted government capital expenditure is at Rs 10 trillion during 2023-24, more than a third higher than the 2022-23 year. This money will go towards the creation of new assets and hence drive jobs and growth as well. And speaking of jobs, the government plans to take up the promotion of tourism on mission mode. If done well, this can create many jobs at the local level. It also plans to launch Pradhan Mantri Kaushal Vikas Yojana 4.0 to skill lakhs of youth in the country. This is an idea which has been tried before. Further, the government plans to set up 100 labs for developing applications using 5G services. Next, what happens to interest paid on debt? In the last few years, the government has had to spend more to drive economic growth. This extra spending has been majorly financed through higher borrowing, leading the government having to pay a higher interest on its accumulated borrowings. In 2022-23, the government will end up paying Rs 9.4 trillion as interest on its borrowings or around 22.5% of its expenditure. In 23-24, the interest payments are expected to jump to Rs 10.8 trillion or around 24% of its expenditure. Interest payments are the government's biggest expenditure at this moment. There's also the matter of fiscal deficit. The fiscal deficit for 2023-24 is expected to be at Rs 17.9 trillion or 5.9% of the GDP. Fiscal deficit is the difference between what a government earns and what it spends. This is lower than the fiscal deficit of 6.4% for 2022-23. Nonetheless, the government plans to finance a bulk of this through a net borrowing of Rs 12.3 trillion in the next financial year slightly more than the rupees 12 trillion it expects to borrow during the current financial year now this will happen in an environment where household financial savings have fallen if the situation stays the same interest rates will continue to stay high leading to high emis if savings increase then consumption will take a beating as well there is no free lunch here the cost of the government driving growth through higher capital expenditure will be paid for somewhere and we sort of start where we ended. We end with taxes. Tax collections are expected to be robust in 2022-23, with the revised gross tax numbers standing at Rs 30.4 trillion, or a little over 10% more than the budgeted number. This has ensured that the government's fiscal deficit didn't go up, 
despite its expenditure increasing to rupees 41.8 trillion against the budgeted 39.4 trillion rupees the tax jump also helped cover for the government not being able to meet its disinvestment target of rupees 65000 crore with the revised disinvestment figure expected to be at rupees 50000 crore the government expects tax collections in 2023-24 to be at rupees 33.6 trillion or around 10.4% higher than in the current financial year in line with the assumed growth of 10.5% in the nominal gdp which is the gdp which hasn't been adjusted for inflation and that was a quick glimpse at today's front page we'll see you again tomorrow This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.